pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be able to speak to you as a newer faculty member and talk about what I'm doing in the turf grass program uh, here at UNL. And uh, uh, Rock and Richard asked if I would talk a little bit about my experience using uh, unmanned aerial systems. Uh, UAS is more officially uh, described by the FAA. Um, most people call them drones. So I thought I'd do the presentation first, but you know, since it's lunch, maybe to get everybody into it, we'll. We'll fly around first with the drone, and then I can talk about it a little bit. So uh, if you p turn your attention to this table in the front here, we'll try this out. It's a little bit difficult. This drone is designed to fly with the help of GPS. So when it's outside, you put it up in the air. It wants to stay within a box. It's about three feet square and about a foot and a half uh, tall. So it's going to fight to hold that position as best as possible. We're inside, so I don't have the luxury of GPS, so I actually have to use a little bit of flying skill to fly the drone over here, so we'll, we'll get it started. So it's still a pretty stable platform. Uh, this is the DJI Phantom 3. And uh, I'm kind of panning, saying hello to everybody. I'll get, take a video here. So they can record this, I can pan the camera down a little bit. This, this drone is, is pretty simplistic, uh, right over Kara, I'm sorry, I'll back it towards me a little bit, blowing everything out of the way. Uh, it just has a visual camera on it, um, but we use it for, for our turf, turf research and extension a fair amount. So you can see it's inside, it's kind of drifting a little bit uh, due to that lack of that GPS signal, so I actually do have to fly it. If it was outside, it would want to try to hold that uh, specific location it is at. So, do some very slow flying here. Say hi, Kim. No trees are crashing today. Just walls. And I'll land it here. So a little harder to fly inside, that's for sure. But uh I'll turn her off. So how are we using this? Is this is this just a toy or is it actually something that um you know, we can use in our research to, to, to become, uh, top out with our agronomy and horticultural research. And so, you know, they can come in a variety of sizes. Uh, you can have your predators, the military uses here, very large systems. Uh, it's unmanned, it's controlled by a pilot, uh, and there's a lot of computer uh, assistance going on there so we can safely fly it. Even mine, you know, a computer pretty much flies it. I can see what it sees with the, the, the uh, 720p downlink uh, to my iPad here, but pretty much the GPS and the computer want to keep it flying, and it really is, if I want it to go forward, I push forward. As soon as I let go, it wants to hold that spot, so it's pretty simplistic. Uh, then there's bigger drones. Dr. Ferguson's lab uses larger ones. They have you know four or eight rotors. They, have a, they can um, have a bigger payload, and they can uh, have a lot of different sensors on them, uh, hyperspectral uh, type of... Uh, of equipment, infrared, surface temperatures, there's a whole married uses for these type of products. And then I have mine, it's just a Phantom 3, it's kind of a, 
It's kind of in between, uh, you know, hobby and professional grade. It has a 1080p camera on it, and so it still gets really, really good high-quality photos and videos. It's very stable gimbal. Um, and so at UNL, there's a couple different groups using these type of technologies. Uh, there's the Nimbus Lab, and their whole goal is to develop these UAS systems uh, to actually do more than just take pictures. And so they're looking at ways of, of uh, you know, taking water samples in remote locations. Um, and uh, now working uh, with uh, uh, Dirac Twidwell from our department to see if they can even do controlled burns with these type of technologies, and maybe he'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, and then there's also different types of, uh, of visual images of a farm field here to try to assess water and nutrient pest uh, status. And so that's kind of different ways that they are used. Um, in our turf program, we do a lot of just the more visual stuff, although we're switching into looking at uh, temperatures too as a way of estimating uh, instantaneous ET rate. And so we're going to try to incorporate that in future years. Uh, but you know, part of Dr. Keeman Amundsen's work is looking at buffalo grass green up from different buffalo grass uh, accessions. Uh, Richard Ferguson is helping with these uh, drone images. Um, and you know, just looking at what grasses are greening up faster and, and documenting that green up with software and then you know, figuring out making selections based on what greens up earliest and then what goes dormant latest. We use it for fertility research. Um, so you can see different fertilizer treatments on this turf grass. The controls stand out very, you know, very obviously there. Uh, and aside from just pictures, we can even uh, take pictures frequently and then turn them into time-lapse uh, videos. So we can give that to uh, you know, a group for extension and show how our turf fertilizer moves control release end product, how that release uh, changes over the course of a year through a time-lapse instead of just figures with you know, visual quality ratings. Uh, this is uh, some tall fescue drought research where we had a, a, a rainout shelter puts over this uh, plot so it doesn't get irrigated. Um, uh, by rainfall, just by our uh, inputs of, of water. And we can see, you know, plots that weren't watered versus plots that were well watered. Just another way to kind of rate and watch how that turf grass dries down. Again, this is part as much for research as for extension. You can talk and talk and talk about how to water, but if you can show somebody a YouTube video showing how tall fescue lawn dries down with different irrigation, that's more powerful than a figure is ever going to be. Uh, here's another picture, too, of other products we researched, you know, some colorants and different fungicide products, um, different uh, drought strategies, shade structures, and, and so the, the, the drone gives us that, that better bird's eye perspective. Uh, we're also using it, too, as a kind of a plug for our, our new research center we're putting on East Campus, got some plots out there, and so we're just using that to scout for disease, scout for anything, uh, irregularities in the plots, and then, you know, document the establishment of this new area. And so we started last year in 2014 with a, a great donation from the department to develop one acre of turf plots on East Campus. Uh, and so there's a picture of that from, from our UAV, UAS. And then this fall we uh, expanded that into two, two more acres. So now I have three acres to do my research because the, uh, the water quality at our Mead site uh, is starting to get pretty poor with nitrates, which really hampers my fertility and water research. So this is kind of what a video looks like. It's been a little bit compressed. Uh, but it does shoot in, in, in 1080p, and so you can kind of get a sense of you know the st stability that this system offers. Uh, even for video, the gimbal is really good. I can fly it around. The gimbal tries to hold that position, uh, that camera, nice and steady, and we can get great video. As Rock said, it looks like a camera on a wire. It's so smooth, which and I, I tend to agree. So. Um, 
It's pretty cool technology. We're using it across this department, and this is just one of the ways that uh, our turf grass program is using this technology. So I think that's all I have. Does anybody have any questions about the technology? Otherwise, we can do it later uh, during the question and answer session. All right. Uh, fly time on this is about 20 minutes. Yep. So. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot.